everyone. Thank you for joining us again for OCL Soundwaves, Sure to Read, where Ocean County Library employees talk about what they're reading and give you some great ideas about what you might want to consider for your bookshelf at home. My name is Sherry, and I am a librarian with OCL's Public Relations Department. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to not only a coworker, but a really good friend. Her name is Liz. Liz is currently my team member here in the Public Relations Department. She began her career with OCL in 2011 and spent the majority of her time in the Circulation Department at the Toms River Branch, where she also served on the Reader's Advisory Committee and the Display Team and was a frontline contact for many readers coming into the branch looking for recommendations. She has a wide variety of reading interests and she loves art, cooking, gardening, and traveling. The two books that Liz will be discussing today are Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything by B.J. Fogg, and Better Than Before, Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives by Gretchen Rubin. Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything is available in OCL's catalog in regular print, and you can place that book on hold with your library card. Better Than Before, Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives is available in regular print, large print, and book on CD. So Liz, thanks so much for joining me, and let's get started. Hi, Sherry. As always, I'm happy to be chatting with you. I love reading and talking about books, and I like to call myself a collector of information. I'm curious about so many topics, and reading nonfiction is one of my favorite ways to explore topics that I want to talk about. And something that I have recently become very interested in is developing and sticking with healthy habits. This has been a topic of many books, podcasts, and documentaries of late, and I've read a few books that I'd like to recommend to friends. All right, so the first book that you decided on talking about today is Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about that book? Sure. So um, Tiny Habits was written by Dr. Fogg, and he's a habit expert and founder and director of the Behavior Design Lab at Stanford University. So according to their website, this lab conducts research, it shares insights, and creates practical solutions to help people become happier and healthier. And the book is based, rather than opinion, it's based on research, which can sometimes be dry, but this one is very readable, and it mixes anecdotes with facts and little exercises to put the information to practical use. And one thing I found really interesting about this book was something called action prompts, where behaviors you already do remind you to do new habits you want to cultivate. So for example, say without fail, every day at 10 p.m. you brush your teeth before bed. This is a habit you have created and maintained for many years. But now you want to start taking vitamins regularly or maybe start a skincare routine or a journal about gratitude. Instead of trying to remember to do those things at random times during the day, let your toothbrushing habit be a prompt to form those other habits. As soon as you replace your toothbrush, grab your journal and pen and start writing. Open the cabinet and apply your face cream. This technique can be applied to so many things. And then one of my favorite parts about that book is the appendix because it gives real-life examples of different prompt techniques for different scenarios, such as tiny habits for working moms, for better sleep, for caregivers, for success in college, and for strengthening close relationships. 
That sounds like an awesome book. I'm definitely going to be putting it on my to-read list. Would you categorize this almost as like a health and wellness type of book? Because it's definitely cultivating healthy habits. I definitely believe so. Um, there are so many ways that habits can make your, your life more smooth. Mm-hmm. And it lets you have less stress about making decisions. Because you know you're going right. to do you that every exactly day. You know exactly what you're going right. to do every day at, at a certain time. So that's really helpful in reducing stress in your life. It is, and it's hard as you get later in life and you've already formed certain habits. To think of having to fit anything else in is just very a daunting task. Like I know for myself, there are healthy habits that I would love to start doing, and I think these are really great ways to do that. I love the example of the brushing your teeth. Right, right, because everybody I does brush it my teeth every night before I go day, to bed. Right, you know? so if I couple that with, you know, writing in a journal or meditating or something, something that I want to do for myself, I think that that's a great idea. And I, I think it would be great to also start with smaller habits. So maybe not add in like an hour's worth of, of habits with the teeth brushing, but like a journal entry that might take five or 10 minutes to write and then build on that in other ways. Um, exactly. Just sounds like a really interesting book. So I'm looking forward to reading that. And like I said, it does reference quite a few studies that uh, Lab at Stanford did. Right. But he intersperses stories, real life situations, little anecdotes, and then there are infographics and there are little um, journal prompts for you to do on your own. So it's not it's not dry like a like a study or research based book. It's it's really yeah. readable. It sounds like it's enjoyable to right, read right. and and you would look forward to keep reading it. Exactly. So how would you say that this book has affected the way you go about your life? It really got me interested in the behavioral science as it applies to habits and success, which is why I kept reading more and more books about, you know, the idea. And after reading it, I myself started a habit tracker. So it's just a page in my planner where I list four habits I want to work on. It has little boxes that represent the days of the month. And every day that I successfully complete a habit, I color that box in with a marker. That way it gives me a visual representation of my progress. So my habits the past month were things like drinking a certain amount of water, eating a vegetable with each meal, walking for at least 30 minutes, and having a no-spend day, oh, a boy. day where I spend no money. <laughs> That's hard. It is hard. <laughs> so I discovered that using the prompting technique is the most effective way for me to be successful. It's a really great idea, and I love the idea of, I know when I make a to-do list type of thing, putting that little check mark in that box is just something that makes you feel accomplished. It's very satisfying. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Mm -hmm. You check it off, you say, ah. Oh, Sometimes I, I just write things on my list just so I could cross Check them off. <laughs> That's great. Um, really great ideas. This book sounds like it's giving you. I think the next book is kind of related to the same type of book that you read the first one was. Can you tell us a little bit more about that book? Sure. Better Than Before, Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives by Gretchen Rubin. It's a bit more of a, a memoir-style book. She really relates a lot to her own personal life okay. as well as the studies and research she did on her own. But she's a five-time New York Times best-selling author. She has a podcast. She's a speaker. She's the creator of the Four Tendencies Framework. And I think her most known for her book-slash-movement, The Happiness Project, where she documented her year of actively engaging and being happy. 
that was an interesting project that she worked on. And how would you say the author helps us master the habits of our everyday lives, like she says in her title? So she really emphasizes the idea that people's success with enforcing and developing habits has to do with internal and external accountability. She came up with something called the four tendencies, which are personality profiles that most people fall into. They are the upholder, the questioner, the obliger, and the rebel. So each of these profiles either meet or resist inner and outer expectations. For example, the upholder responds readily to both outer and inner expectations. The questioners question all expectations, and they only meet those expectations if they think they're justified. Okay. So then obligers, which is what I am personally, respond readily to outer expectations, but struggle to meet inner expectations, which means I have trouble setting goals for myself and completing them. But if you tell me, hey, Liz, you need to get this done by 5 p.m. today, you better believe that's going to be done by 5 p.m. today. So you're a people pleaser. Exactly. In a way. Okay. That, that's one of the characteristics of that tendency. And what's the rebel? I'm <laughs> dying to know what that is. <laughs> so the rebel resists all expectations. They can't be asked or told to do anything. Oh, boy. Okay? That doesn't sound very easy. But if you give them the information and let them make those decisions on their own, the key is without an audience. So they can't be beholden to anybody. Nobody can be watching them or covering over them when they're making these decisions or forming these habits. So. Oh, I'm dying to read this book just to see which one of these categories I fall into. I'm assuming that in the book, she goes a little bit deeper into each Absolutely, one of these. Yes, I think there's a little chapter on each one. And actually, there's an, a whole entire book that she wrote after this book called The Four Tendencies, where she goes into much more detail oh. about each of these personality um, profiles and gives examples on how to be successful. Or if you're in a relationship with someone who you want to help form better habits, to give them the support that they need. So that, that's a really uh, another book that you could explore on the topic. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it kind of transfers over into like an everyday type of situation too, not just in relation to habits, right? being the upholder, the questioner, the obliger, or the rebel. Yeah, it definitely um, overlaps into many different aspects of life. Very, very interesting. Awesome. So what would you say your greatest takeaway from both of these books would be, Liz? I learned that when we change habits... We change our lives. And it doesn't have to be something huge. It can be something very small, tiny, like the book says. So we use decision-making to choose the habits we want to create. You make that decision of something that you want to change. We use willpower and discipline and habit-stacking tools to get the habit started. And then we allow our habits to take over. We no longer have to make those decisions. They become a built-in part of our routines. It makes life easier. It totally makes sense, too. It just makes sense. If you actually pay attention to something that you either want to do or you want to stop doing and make that decision and then get the skills behind you that you know to help you with whatever it is, let's say, I, I don't know, you want to stop eating fried foods, right. getting that into like a habit of just not letting yourself do that. Or like you said, maybe drinking more water, Mm -hmm. something really simple. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It doesn't cost any money. It's, you know, it's water. 
um, and drinking more of it every day and just kind of tracking that and, and making it become part of your daily routine. The science behind all of this is just very, very interesting. It's fascinating. It, it really, really it really, really is. It can change it, the world. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it even on a, a different level, think about in your life how you automate things. You automate your deliveries through Amazon. You automate your bill pay. Yeah. Think about that. This is an automation for your life. Right. It makes sense. It really does. So my last question is, I want to know what you're planning on reading next. So I have quite a few books on hold about traditional cooking methods around the world. In places like Colombia and South America, the Caucasus regions of Eastern Europe, and the Catalan region of Spain. I just find it fascinating to read about people who are keeping these methods and traditions alive and reintroducing them to new generations. And you know I love to cook. And you, you know I love do. food. And you are quite a good cook and baker and gardener and the list goes on and on. So can we count on you coming back for another podcast about these cooking method Absolutely. books? Absolutely. I'd love to. We would I'm love so to have you to again. Today. Yeah, it's I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your schedule to meet with me and talk about these great books. Uh, for anybody listening, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it and uh, let your friends and family know about it. We will also be publishing this podcast to our YouTube channel, which you can find at www.youtube.com backslash OCL video. We would love to know what our listeners think. So if you've already read either of these books or you just want to talk about them or read them in the future, let us know what you think in the comments section of the YouTube version of this podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, happy listening.